right, good morning. You guys seem like you have a lot of energy. Sounds like it. Oh, wow, we got, got quiet fast. Guess not. All right, who was here last week? Not me. Steven, you're here. Lauren, you're, Lauren, you don't even know if you're here or not. It's okay, it's okay. Well, what are we talking about? You were asleep here or like at home asleep? Okay, okay. So what do we talk about? It was the same lesson. Hey, Danielle, what did we talk about last week? Using your gifts. And what does that mean? Do we remember as I did that trigger any memories? No. God gave you gifts, you should use them. How about how we use our gifts that God gave us? Ah, that's good. Yeah, all right. So the whole series that we're talking about is living on purpose. So each week, we're gonna be talking about different ways to live with purpose. Because if we're not living with purpose through this life, we're not fully living. So this week, we're gonna be talking about how we honor God in everything we do, which is something that we've talked a lot about since you were little. So can someone pull up Luke 22, 41 to 44? And then can I have a volunteer to read? And I have the verse here if the volunteer just wants to read off the paper. What? Ella? All right, come here. You can stand down here. You can just come here. You're okay. Luke 22, 41 to 44. See? Drew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Um, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to him. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so if you heard a little bit of part of it, what was this passage from? What was what stage? We were talking about Jesus, but in Jesus' lives, when was this taking place? Right before he died on the cross. Yes. So we're going to be looking at a few different parts of how Jesus felt and what he did right before he was about to die on the cross. So there's a few different points that we're going to talk about. Um, first of all, so again, the scripture was Luke 22, 41 to 44. If you have a phone or Bible, you can look at it while we're talking about it because we're going to look at that a lot. Short, few verses, but there's a lot that we can learn. So the first thing is that what, how is Jesus feeling? Call out some answers. How was Jesus feeling before? Distressed. It says he was in anguish. What does anguish mean? Agony, pain. Yeah, it's a severe mental and or physical pain or suffering. So that's like the most painful, like mentally and physically. So he was in pain. Why? We just read it. We know. He's about to die. Willingly. So I'm going to read the verse again. It says, He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. We'll talk about that part in a second. 
And then he prayed this, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. That verse we've hear a lot, especially the last part. And then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. But that's not it, right? So he was strengthened. The next verse is, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So it is important to remember that Jesus was 100% human along with 100% God. But being 100% human, that means he felt 100% of human emotions. He felt all the pain that you will and have experienced in your life. All of the negative thoughts, the painful thoughts that people have said to you that have happened in your life, Jesus felt that because he was 100% human. Sometimes it's easy to just read the Bible and go through these stories and just think, okay, well, Jesus was the son of God, so like obviously he had the strength to do this, which is correct, but that doesn't mean he didn't feel deep pain. And this is something that you need to remember if you're going through something extremely hard or a hard time or something with a lot of emotion and a lot of pain that Jesus felt that. He felt it and he understands it more than you will ever understand it. So, from this verse, we talked about what Jesus was feeling. He was feeling distressed. He was in anguish. With that, so we have the feeling, what action did he take? So we have the feeling, go ahead, answer. He prayed. Yeah. So, it's important to look at the different things. Think about your personal life. When you're going through something, when you're in deep pain, the worst thing possible is happening, or you're just going, you had a terrible day at school, you failed stuff, friends are mean, your parents are yelling at you, whatever it is. Think about this. He took time to himself, by himself, right? He didn't distract himself with more homework or video games or TV or on their phone or talking to your friends. But where were his disciples? Huh? Close by. That's a stone's throw. A stone's throw away. So that could be a different for some of us. Just a stone's throw away. So Jesus is by himself, but he didn't isolate himself from the people that he was closest with. Right? So he's taking time to think and to pray and to move through this, but the people that he loves and that love him are still close by. And what were they supposed to be doing? They were supposed to be praying for him. Okay? Because he asked them to. In prior verses, he has asked them to pray for him because he's going through a hard time. And something else that we need to remember is that Jesus was honest with his father. He wasn't like, I mean, this prayer might sound super like, if it's your will, let it be done. But like, that was deep. Like, Jesus is basically saying like, I don't want to do this. I know I need to and I'm willing to, but I don't want to do this. This is, this hurts. And he prayed that because God can handle our big emotions. So there's four points that we're going to walk away with. Um, The first one is speaking honestly to God. 
we talk a lot about God being your friend, um, a father. He's someone that you can be honest with and close to. But what does, it, sometimes it's hard to actually understand what that is. Like, yeah, you can just pray whenever and however you want because he's God and he can hear you. And you should do that. But you, be, you need to be honest with him. Remember that he understands your feelings more than you can even imagine. Um, in Romans 8, 24 to 26, it says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. So it's, that verse is basically saying, when you are at your wit's end, when you are struggling and you're so upset and you're so frustrated and you're furious, and you can't put it in words, you can't breathe, this is where Jesus, that's where the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And he's there for us when we can't even put it in words. The second thing is that we should learn God's will. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We've heard that verse before, right? That should sound a little bit familiar. Yeah, yeah? We've come to church a lot. I see. Mo- I know most of you. So how do, we, how do we learn God's will? Answer. Bible, Bible. So you just open it anywhere and start reading. People teaching, people praying. So I read the Bible, and I see the words, and then I go through life. What are we missing? Hmm? You gotta apply it. Yes. So that's next. The third thing is we need to decide to do God's will. And we need to understand that the Bible isn't always gonna give you, when you open your Bible, might it say, so Hadley, I know you're really frustrated with sports and school, but here's exactly what you need to do. Is it gonna say that? Is it gonna say, Micah, you might be a little stressed with college, Here's exactly what you need to do. It will will it say that? No, your name is in the Bible, but not not necessarily. So we need to study. We need to know. And this is why myself included, we get frustrated when we're praying and you feel like God is not listening. Because if we're all being honest, because we're talking about speaking honestly with God, we can speak honestly with each other too. If we're all being honest, when we pray and we get irritated that God didn't answer us and we don't feel like he's listening, that is a feeling that you all have experienced and you will experience. But a lot of times, it's because we're not listening. God responds to us. He doesn't always speak like he did to the people in the Bible. He doesn't always appear. He speaks through the Bible, through his people, through friends. You need to be digging. You need to be looking for him. So learning God's will, and then we need to decide to do God's will. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commands. This is where it comes in. When you know what to do, you need to decide to do it. And it's going to be hard, and it's not always going to be easy. We will sometimes experience feelings of guilt or shame 
when we know that we're not supposed to be doing something or that we miss an opportunity. So we need to decide. That's our choice. You can speak to God and you can learn his will, but if you don't decide to follow him each and every day, you're not going to get the answers. You're not going to feel like you're living with as much purpose as you want to be, as much purpose as you were made for. That's one thing is you are all made with so much purpose. God wants all of you. He created each and one of you with different sets of gifts, like you talked about last week, whether you remembered or not. And you were created to use the gifts and to honor God in everything that you do. And when you don't do that, you feel that sinking feeling, or you feel empty, or you don't feel like you're living with a purpose, or you just don't feel like you're living with joy. So you need to decide to do his will. The fourth thing is you need to Right, we're deciding to do as well. So the fourth thing is to act without complaining. That's a big one. I feel like a lot of times, we'll get the first three. A lot of us have been in church for a while. Some of us, you know, grew up, you were dedicated in church. Some of you started coming to elementary school, middle school. Maybe this is your first year. But you, you can get the first three. It's the fourth one that is really hard. It's to act without complaining. So you know what to do. You're talking to God, and he might tell you to go do this thing or go do that thing. And you're like, ugh, fine. I'll go on a mission trip and help people. Or I'll go sit with that table at lunch. Or I'll go share the gospel. But, like, this is so annoying. Or, fine, God, I'll follow you where you're calling me, but you're going to complain the whole way. That is normal for us humans but we could be living with so much more. God gives us joy. In the verse, it says that the angel appeared to him and strengthened Jesus, right? We remember that? So Jesus prays, and then the angel of heaven appears and strengthens him. God can strengthen you. But what's something from that verse that we must remember is when he strengthens us, he doesn't always take away the feeling that's hard because with God we have the strength and the power to get through whatever is going on he doesn't always take it away but he gives us the power and the strength to move through it and to be able to pray and to be able to get through it he doesn't just magically take it away so don't lose hope when you're praying and you're looking for him and you don't feel like he's there because he is. So Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So as we're living day to day, and we're trying to apply these things, we're trying to honor God, we might be having a little trouble on the last step, some of the other ones you might be struggling with, but you're trying to not complain. Think about the things of God. Think about who he is and what he's done, his creation, what he's given you, the gifts that he's given you, the people in your life that he's given you. Think about those things when you get discouraged. And then the last verse that kind of just summarizes it is 1 Corinthians 10, 31. It says, so whatever you eat, drink, or do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, 
don't just forget this because you're just teenagers and you'll wait till you're an adult or wait till you have a job or whatever. You're, you might be thinking, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a teacher, I, you know, how am I supposed to honor God? I'm not a missionary. You, you can honor God in your life in so many ways, in school, in work, in sports. And you know that. I know you know it because you're all resilient, amazing people. But you just have to choose to do it. You have it in you. You have to choose to do it. All right, I'm going to pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful time um, that we can gather together, Lord, and talk about you and learn how we can honor you, God. I pray that each and every person will honor you this week as they finish up school and start summer and are around a lot of family and friends, Lord. In your name, amen.